Welcome to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wooldridge, and with me, as always, is the amazing Roxy Stryer. My name is Roxy Stryer. I liked how you did that. It was very like, I'm here. I'm DJ. Get used to it. Get used to it. Pay attention to me. Uh, No, uh, uh, as always, we like to talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. This week, we are talking about what was the biggest news at the beginning of the week, which was all the announcements and rumors surrounding the third mcu spider-man film of course that was all kind of trounced by all the big disney plus star wars and marvel news at the end of the week if you want to hear us talk about all of that you can check out the full only stupid answer show at patreon.com slash only stupid answers if you watch episodes of that live on video with assets the whole shebang please check it out at patreon.com slash only stupid answers but before we get into any of that Roxy, what are you into this week? So the thing that actually got pretty um, trounced by, is trounced a word? Yes. I think so. It got trounced by all this other stuff going on. Something that I had been looking forward to figuring out was who was going to be Time's Person of the Year. I always think that they make interesting choices. Sometimes I agree with them. Sometimes I don't. For anybody who doesn't know, Time Magazine picks a person of the year every year, and it is not necessarily their favorite person. It is the biggest person of that year, the most influential, the most talked about. And sometimes that person is actually not just a person. It's multiple people or a group of people all from one area. Or all of us that one time. What, what happened? Well, that, that one time it was all, it was you. We were the person. Oh, yeah, of the year. you. When yeah. it was, well, that was specifically to us, the creators. Oh, yes. Uh, it was wonderful. But they did announce, which they usually do, their top four. I think it was on like Good Morning America or somewhere. They came out and they announced their top four. Their top four were Joe Biden, number one, mm-hmm. Donald Trump, number two, both individuals. And number um, two in, in more ways than one. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, the fight for racial justice, number three, and Fauci and frontline workers as number four. And these were interesting picks. None of them were very surprising picks to me. Those all seemed like, all right, yeah, that makes sense that those are your top four. Uh, And I was really, really hoping that they would either pick frontline workers who seemed to be what the majority of humans wanted them to pick or the fight for racial justice, which seems to be the other major defining thing of 2020. Yes. And instead they picked Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who they, they hadn't announced Kamala as part of the Joe Biden P person of the year. I was going to call it Pody in my douchebag way. They're Pody. Uh, They hadn't announced her until they finally made the announcement. So I think that they were hoping that that would get people a little more excited because I think uh, people tend to be more excited when they hear Kamala than they do Joe Biden. Just just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, But in general, I was kind of bummed by this selection. And the reason I was bummed was because when we look back on 2020, I feel like this year was so about so much more than just a, an individual or two. Mm-hmm. This was the year of like absolute fucking hell for everybody. And to not give this to either the frontline workers or to the people fighting for racial justice seems like such a botch on their part yeah. that I don't even know how to explain it. Like when you look back on this year, I don't think really what we're going to think about is all the stuff that Joe Biden did. No. Like, 
2020 was the year Joe Biden. What? And he, and often they do give it to the president. Donald Trump won in 2016. Obama won twice. I do think that there would have been a time for maybe Joe Biden to prove that he was person of the year. He has four years to do so. Hopefully. And who knows? Even longer. <laughs> but like 2020, we are in a global pandemic and we are in the biggest racial war of our lives. And it goes to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. It's better than it going to Trump. But at the same time, I was just like, did you guys just do this to piss off Trump? Because clearly, clearly 2020 was about so much more than a 76 year old man. Yeah. He's 74. I don't even remember. I do feel like he might even be older. It's hard to say. I think um, I do think it's a proper metaphor for this election. It's like we could have racial justice. We could have health care. But we have Joe Biden. And it's like, I guess yeah. it's better than Trump. And it's literally the rea- the reaction you just had is like, well, I guess it's better than Trump. <laughs> because like if those, but if if they had announced that the top two were Biden and Trump, I yeah. would have been like, well, I think this should go to Biden. Yeah. But that's not what happened. They said, here are the top four. And I was like, oh, good job, Time Magazine. You're actually paying attention to this world. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there are two massive things 2020 is going to be remembered for. And that's the BLM movement protests everything going on in BLM yeah. and COVID and healthcare and everything going on with this global pandemic. That's what 2020 has been, both of which seemingly have equal importance and weight in our world and especially in this country and neither of which are being recognized because you wanted to recognize an old white dude. Like, and I don't mean to phrase it like that. I know that he's the president elect, but at the same time, he hasn't really done anything yet. Yeah. How is this his year? Yeah. I, he, I guess he did the most important thing to do, which was beat Donald Trump. But like, he's the person of the year. Well, again, uh, we don't necessarily need to get into these weeds, but like he didn't be, we, we just didn't want Trump. It's not like we're like, yay, Biden. <laughs> No, like, you, that's what's, not what's happening in your circles. Everybody in my circle is like, oh, yeah, go Biden. Yeah. No, I yeah, I tend to I I tend to travel in more uh, even more progressive circles. And so the the train to uh, uh, rip on Biden has already left the station. Like we we are already once once the once the staff picks started coming in, we are already not happy with Biden. I'm not as critical, mostly because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just spent. But uh, I, so get that. I don't have but any like, anger reserve left. But but uh, yeah, I, I I think you're right in the especially as somebody selfishly as somebody who's married to a frontline worker. It's like yeah, give credit where credit is due. Imagine the cover of Time Magazine this year being Fauci with the faces of a hundred different frontline essential workers. Yeah. Or imagine the cover of Time Magazine this year being of one of those protests with 50,000 people or more fighting the good fight. Like, those are things I look at, I get chills about, and I think, wow, this is really about progress. This is about moving forward. This is about coming together. I see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and I think, all right, they're on the cover of a magazine. Yeah. Like, nothing about that gets me like, yes. They've made it to the cover of Time magazine. Mm-hmm. This like, is their yeah, moment. That's what this year is. It's just that when you had those other options, in a, in a weaker year, in a less important year, yeah. in a year in which we don't have a global pandemic or protests going on every day, then I suppose if Biden had won the election, then okay. Yeah. Okay. But I just saw this and was like, 
just seems like such a lame choice. Yeah, and also, I mean, if we're talking about sheerly importance to the year, not necessarily positive, negative, whatever, just importance to the year, if it's a if it is a person, it is Trump because it's not every year you get somebody that aids and abets uh, multiple nine elevens, basically. Like, like totally, I do. I do kind of believe DJ that even though I'm happier that Biden and Kamala are on the cover, I do kind of believe that. Trump deserved to be on the cover more of yeah. the the most influential person of this year. Yeah, like he, he's he's mass murdered people. Yeah, that's what's happened. Yeah. Like he's made decisions that have caused our country to go and the world to be in a position that we are going to have to spend a decade getting out of. At so least, yeah. So he really is. It, uh, it would have made more sense to me. Yeah, I would have been pissed, but it would have made more sense. Biden hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Yeah, and, it, and like this year, like it, go back to like the January, February, March, April of the year, like Biden. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for real. And my YouTube thumbnail brain kicks in where it's like that's the cover. You have Trump in there with the with the quote mass murder question mark. <laughs> it's not a statement. It's a question. Yeah. It's a question. <laughs> But it's big text. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely, you see his face, you immediately go to that text and you're like, wait, is he? Anyway, in the chat, we have uh, da 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 da. Uh, Kaylee Marie thinks that we should be the person of the year. Thank you, but no. Uh, we If Biden hasn't done anything, we sure should haven't done anything. Um, uh, Glenn Caesar, the movement for racial justice, agree with that. Um, and he also says, same with as you, Rox, your frontline healthcare workers is a toss up. Uh, so yeah, it seems like everybody's kind of in, um, the same boat. I do hope they get the opportunity to earn that title. I would like them to, there's a lot to be done. I hope they can get to do it. I am not politically, politically educated enough to know how much runway they have to actually accomplish things or how much will they have to accomplish the things that need to get done. Um, or, because, how, or how motivated they are to even accomplish said things. Yes, because as we've noted, uh, Biden is old. And Kamala Harris was once called the top cop. So, you know, there's concerns. Anyway, <laughs> we don't need to get into all that right now. The That's thing, not as fun as what we're talking about for the rest of the day. That we did, we needed, we just got it out of the way. Now we're on to fun things. Something exciting that happened with me this week that I'm very excited to talk about is uh, Amazon uh, sent me screeners for the next season for The Expanse. And if you've watched this show, you know that I am a huge fan of The Expanse. Roxy, have you ever checked out this show or know anything about it at all? Not at all, honestly. I, I don't know one thing about it, so I'm going to tell you what I think it's about. Okay. I hear the word expanse, yes. so I think like space. Mm-hmm. Like a, yes. A, you know, large space. I feel like I've seen like some kind of stars on some kind of cover and like a black, blue Navy situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're right there. I don't there. know what network it's on, but the fact that you watch it makes me feel like it's an FX kind of thing. Kind of. Uh, Okay, so maybe an AMC situation we got going on. I don't know, somewhere around there. And um, something about humanity. Mm-hmm. Will they make it? Yes. How big is this place? Uh-huh. Uh, 
that's kind of what I got. I that's actually really good. So the Expanse is based off of a novel series, um, and it was on Sci-Fi for three seasons. Then it got canceled because it is it is a comparatively expensive show. I mean, we're not talking like Game of Thrones numbers, but uh, comparatively you expensive. You tell me, Amazon sent it to you, so I should have picked <laughs> up on the fact that it's there. Yeah, <laughs> and so Amazon picked it up um, for uh, season four, and now this is season five, and they've just announced that they're doing season six, and that will be the final season. Which is a fan of the show it's heavily serialized so knowing that they know they have an end date planned it's like cool now you get to prepare for it you get to be ready for it i do believe there's like three more books in the series so that's gonna be have to be something they have to like work around um but you're 100% right about the space thing. If I were to describe it, I think a lot of people describe it, and this is a little bit reductive, but it is a good way to understand the tone, is it's Game of Thrones in space. And when people say that, what they mean is the same way Game of Thrones took the high fantasy genre and grounded it in like political machinations that we could understand from our understanding of the medieval times and all that stuff. The Expanse takes sci-fi stuff and grounds it as much as it can to the to the degree that like there's no light speed. We're not leaving the solar system. The, essentially, the three factions are Earth. There's colonies on Mars that have seceded from Earth, and then there's a group called the Belters, and they they live and operate in different uh, space stations or satellites deeper in the solar that that the Kuiper Belt, uh, where there's a lot of uh, uh, asteroids and meteors that they mine for ice and other minerals and stuff like that. And all three factions hate each other. They're all essentially in a cold war, and they are trying to. Uh, we follow a group of of people as they go on zany adventures while like uncovering conspiracies uh, that that uh, threaten to make the Cold War hot. And, I have several questions for you already. Yes, is this what what would you say is the rating of this show? Like not ABC, but like RPG thirteen. Like how how sexy time is it? It's uh, not a lot of sexy time. Uh, it, I. It's 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 a soft R, I would say. It's like a lot of like, it's it's like a lot of those shows that around the time Game of Thrones came out, where it's like, okay, well, we can't do HBO nudity and violence, but we're gonna get as close as we can on network standards. That type of like TV. Couple F bombs in there. Uh, more now that it's on Amazon. Uh, in the Amazon seasons, but it does do an amazing job of letting you know how much space does not give a f about humans it is the the environment is merciless like within the so first few are episodes they aliens is everybody on the show an alien no nobody on the show is everybody's humans the 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 only alien element is this thing called the proto molecule that is that is truly alien um and it's this it's just this this goo that uh it's still mostly a mystery where it came from uh as the show has evolved by the time we get into season four um they they are more we've run into some alien artifacts some alien structures but there's no like talk time with aliens Mm -hmm. uh and do you feel like since it went to amazon it's gotten better worse stayed the same i think it stayed the same which is a a a very good thing i think uh, you can see a little bit more it feels like amazon's pumping a little bit more money into it i think there's a, a little bit more narrative freedom um, to the show, uh, which is nice, but it's it, it has really managed its pace and its tone um, well. And I think it's and I I probably attribute this books because I think a lot of the problems Game of Thrones people have with Game of Thrones actually stem from 
problems George R. R. Martin embedded in the books because uh, mm-hmm. his need to like spread everybody as far as possible. This has a core cast with a few like orbiting supporting players. And what's interesting this season is uh, I, I was a little bit worried. The first three episodes drop uh, December 16th. And they're doing the same thing they did with the boys where it's they're dropping the first three episodes and then each episode after that is week to week. That and- seems to be a Hulu Amazon special and I actually love that release plan. I love getting into something but then still having it be water cooler enough that I can come back every week. Yes. But they give me enough at the top to get invested. Uh, I kind of wish that Mandalorian slash Disney Plus would adopt that mentality as well. But anyway, continue, DJ. Well, I think what they're doing with all that, because HBO Max did the same thing with Doom Patrol. And I think what mm-hmm. they're doing is they're trying to split the difference from people that want to binge stuff, and but also do the weekly thing. Because I think they looked at Netflix, and Netflix has really put themselves in kind of a bind, where I think their thought way back in the day, House of Cards, Daredevil, early stuff, was that they would drop this stuff and people would talk about that show for a month, two months. And what people did is they binged it in a weekend. And so now they're in a position where they need to drop a full fucking series every weekend. You Which know what I mean? Which is what they do. Which is what they do, but it seems unsustainable. And so I think everybody else is kind of like, oh, fuck that. Uh, let's Let's essentially do a weekly rollout because what do people do? We talk about the Mandalorian for a, for the week. We talk about the boys for the week. We talk about like I, I think that's much more sustainable. But you know, I don't work at Netflix. Like, what do I know? Anyway, so when these first three episodes begin, they do something that always makes me a little bit nervous. You've got this core cast of characters you like, and then they split them apart. And and like, okay, that's tough. That's tough. Like, I think my go-to example is is uh, Guardians Two, right? Like, we uh, everybody you know, fell in love with Guardians, but they what they a uh, big part of the draw was these group of people bouncing off each other. So when we split them apart, it kind of weakened the appeal. What's interesting about this is. Uh, I actually think it's paying off because what they've essentially done is their four key cast members they've dropped in these other subplots with other supporting characters that we've met before. So it's a way instead of a spending time with subplots where it's like, well, these aren't my main people, so why do I care? It makes us invested more in these subplots because it does have a person that we care about. And I think so. We've got uh, Amos, who is by far the best character on the show. He's one of my favorite characters on TV. Um, he's gone back to Earth to Baltimore. Uh, we've got uh, um, Alex, played by Cass Anvar, who we'll get into a little bit there. There's an elephant in the room that we need to discuss, like there is with all shows now. Um, oh, yay. He's back on Mars with Bobby Draper, who is a Martian Marine. Um, uh, and it was introduced in season two and is a very cool character. Um, and, uh, meanwhile, our, uh, main dude, Jim Holden, uh, is, uh, at a space station trying to figure out, um, a mystery, uh, re- revolving around the protomolecule. Uh, and then Naomi Nagata, who is a belter, um, her son, she had a son with like the big main belter terrorist that we met last season. And he, at the end of last season is probably one of the craziest cliffhangers this show has done. And, uh, props to the show's pacing because it basically it's it's they introduced a literal world threatening like earth like earth is in the crosshairs at the end of last season and it was like what do we do with this and especially knowing that like amos is going to earth and i thought we were going to deal with it immediately but like game of thrones the uh, pacing and and how people travel time 
matters. And, and I think it actually matters more than Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones exists in a fictional world. This is a grounded sci-fi world. There's no light speed. So it's like, yeah, if you're going from Mars to Earth, you're on a ship for a few weeks at least. Uh, it's going to take it's going to take a minute. Um, and so uh, the there's this, as it tends to as it tends to. And so there's this ticking clock, the first three episodes, which adds a lot of tension and the way they kind of organically adapt this threat uh it's weird because like people that watch the show know so it's not spoilers for them but it is spoilers for you so i don't want to spoil it for you i know i don't i feel like not enough people watch the show it is it is truly great so i don't want to spoil the cliffhanger of season four even though we're now in season five but um the way they adapt that threat and the way we have different characters interacting with each other in new environments learning new things about our characters and the world they operate in it it's i i am genuinely always impressed with this show even though it doesn't have like game of thrones money or like that scale the character work the plotting the pacing um i think is just really tight and really smart and the way each season builds to like i feel like every season it builds to this place within the last few episodes where it's like this is insane like i don't know how we're gonna get out of this like i don't know like what are we gonna do uh and the way and the way and they always play by the rules it's something i really like there's not like a a, the only thing that doesn't is the protomolecule the one the one gimme they've given themselves is because the protomolecule is so alien it doesn't play by any rules and all the characters, it'll do something. And they're like, wait, what, why is this happening? So, and then they have to deal with it. So I'm very interested to see the, uh, the end of episode three ends on a cliffhanger, almost as big as the end of season four. So I'm very interested to see where we go from there. Uh, thank you, Amazon for sending me the, the screeners because I genuinely love the show. I really hope people go check it out. The whole, whole show's on Amazon. Uh, I I, rec- I can't recommend you enough you check it out. Give it a, like three episodes because it takes a minute. The, the world is so detailed. It takes a minute to like, like this is what we're dealing with. Three well, episodes isn't too bad. Like I feel like these days you have to give things six episodes or people are like, get through the first season. And it's like, all right, but three episodes, I can definitely give something. Yeah. Yeah, that's I always hate when somebody's like, all you have to do is like watch the first two seasons. You're like, well, no, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, if it takes me that, if it takes that long to get good, it's always good. It just takes a minute for like, okay, this is how things work, and like, this is mm-hmm. how the, to understand um, how the world operates. And I'm all, I'm a sucker for stuff that really takes the time to be like, again, like space travel is not a magic thing. Like, if you want to travel, if you want to travel. Uh, a, a, at a certain speed you have to get something injected in you so that your muscles don't turn to jelly like that's well that's cool there's no there's it's it's tough like it's a tough world these characters live in and and again they are out here for uh yeah, exactly uh mm-hmm. and they always play by the rules they they set up for themselves so i should take a second to talk about um the elephant in the room cass anvar plays alex uh he's he's around in this season because they'd filmed it by the time allegations about him came out. He will not be in season six. So I don't even know anything. Is this a Me Too situation? It is. It is. Oh. So I was, I knew there were some issues. Good guess, with the, Rocks. Yes. I, well, again, like once you talk about like, oh, there's an elephant in the room on the show. Of course there is because there is on every show at this point. It's another one of those situations where apparently um, when he met fans at conventions, he tried to coerce them and all that stuff and if they didn't meet up with them he harassed them 
And it's just so, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because on the one hand, of course a celebrity would manipulate and, and abuse the kind of position of power they have within this the, the convention community, the fan community and stuff like that because you are kind of held in that higher position. But fans should be able to interact with celebrities they like and go to conventions and do these things without having to worry about being worried about being preyed upon. Like it's the frustrating thing about our world in that like, well, yeah, when you give people a person a position of authority, flip a coin because uh, there's a good chance they're probably going to abuse it. And, but you, you shouldn't, you should just be able to enjoy things. Like, why can't you just, like how about you just are just do your job and then go home? Yeah. Like you, people should just be able to enjoy things they love and, and meet celebrities they like without, without it being a big deal. I will say of the core crew, Alex is my least favorite, so I'm not going to be, oh, good. Yeah, I'm not going to be shedding any. T- That's if, exciting. If it was, if it was the actor that played Amos, I'd have a real problem because Amos is such a, such a great, unique character. Uh, that that would bum me out, but it's not. So we're good to go. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm glad it is the worst when like it's one of your favorite people on your show, and you're like, but if it was one of the lesser people, I wouldn't mind if they laughed. And it's like, no, well. And no matter what, it's still the- bad. And I'm glad that they, you know, it's one of those they they hired a private uh, a firm or whatever they hired somebody not associated with the show to investigate it it was determined that yeah this guy should be let go and they're 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 taking care of it which which i respect and i'm thankful for um and so anyway but again like a lot of these other i mean it was it was shot and filmed before any of this happened so he's a part of this season but he's not going to be part of it moving forward Please don't let that deter you. A bunch of other talented, amazing people work on the show. It's an incredible show. Um, I, I highly recommend. Effort didn't do anything, so like, still show your support. Still show your support, please. Um, and like I said, this this is the second to last season, so this is this is actually a really great time to catch up. And uh, they're not super long seasons either, so it shouldn't, especially in this time that we're all going into another lockdown. Great time to catch up. Uh, like I said, first three episodes drop December sixteenth. Uh, and the synopsis for the episode is, in different parts of the solar system, the crew of the Rasanante and their allies confront the sins of their past while Marco Renaros unleashes an attack that will alter the future of Earth, Mars, the belt, and the worlds beyond the ring. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So go check that out. All right, that's what we're into this week. Like I said, we also had a big old discussion about all the Disney news, the new Marvel shows and Star Wars shows and movies coming to Disney+. Plus. But that is on the full Only Stupid Answers show at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. It's a fantastic show. We love interacting with you guys live. So if you want to check out that, be a part of that. If you want us answering your questions, go check out patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. But now, let's get into what was the big news of the week, which is all these crazy announcements and rumors for the third MCU Spider-Man movie. It started this week with the announcement that Alfred Molina 
is joining the cast, reprising his role as Dr. Octopus, along with what we already knew as Jamie Foxx as Electro. Um, there are rumors, there's so many places that were like, it's confirmed, but if you look at the site, it's the, like the most disreputable site ever. Uh, but there's rumors of uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Kirsten Dunst, and Emma Stone all are all rumored to return. And there's even rumors that Charlie Cox as Daredevil is going to be showing up in this movie. Um, Roxy, what are your thoughts on all of this stuff? Yeah. I feel like, okay, a mutual friend of ours, Billy Business, tweeted out that this was like Disney listened to us saying, we like pizza, we like ice cream, and we like sushi. So they said, okay, so what I'm hearing from you is that you want a pizza with ice cream on top and then some salmon on top of the ice cream. Uh, I don't feel that way at all. Yeah. I feel like so excited about this. I feel like because I like every single Spider-Man movie ever, I'm just really really truly invested in them bringing back everybody. I I don't think these will be longer than short mini cameos. Uh, I think in the same way that Spider-Verse had so many different characters, this would be dope. I do think that typically with these kind of things, when there's smoke, there's fire. So I don't know why Charlie Cox as Daredevil would be rumored if he wasn't actually in it. I don't know where that would have come from. Uh, And I think that people have been clamoring for Charlie Cox in this. It also makes sense because he is a lawyer. So we probably more likely would see him as Matt Murdock um, than as daredevil even but for for me this is all a bunch of yeses like i love this announcement i love each one of these announcements i hope we get each one of these characters in the cameo and uh i i think this movie could be freaking awesome i think it definitely has the potential to be awesome uh and um it is interesting i've i started playing this week um last of us part two no spoilers anybody in the internet i haven't finished it yet but uh, I was gonna spoil it for you just now. I was gonna, just gonna, you know, tell you what happens. Yeah, you're just gonna I made be like, it really fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but um, mm-hmm. that game. Spoiler: I am the last of us. No, I didn't know. Um, but that game got a lot of backlash. I, I, I reached what I think is the twist, but I, I maybe there's other ones, so I don't want to uh, spoil myself. Um, between the reaction that got. And the reaction Game of Thrones got with its surprises, I started to feel like people like to feel like they are surprised without actually being surprised. So I think when you talk about there's smoke, where there's smoke, there's fire, I think like these rumors are very strategically, like if you look at Endgame, all the things that happened in Endgame had been kind of like leaked into the ether prior to the fact that prior to the time we saw the movie all the big mandalorian stuff ahsoka showing up uh all that stuff had been leaked prior to the movie coming out i think they very strategically leaked this stuff out so people can feel like they're surprised without the risk of us actually being surprised and not liking something so i do think you're right where there's where there's smoke there's fire i think for me when i heard the jamie fox news i was like hell yeah like we need to bring if we're bringing people back like i thought jamie fox was was great as electro if we're bringing people back uh we should bring back alfred molina's doc ock so we got that news i was like hell yeah you know what i mean and well now we got to bring back toby and andrew and all this stuff hell yeah once i saw the charlie cox news i was like 
wait a second. Is this too much? <laughs> can can a movie really do all of this? But like, what if it can? And what if it not only can, but does it in the coolest way possible? Like, is this potential to make the best Spider-Man movie of all time? I, you know what? It, it's, it's, I mean, it's hard to say until we, until we see how they fit it all in there. Will it be like a Spider-Verse where we're able to uh, integrate all these pieces in an organic way? I mean, like, in that one, it was just... It, it was a Miles and Peter movie, right? And then these other characters kind of got grafted on. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I will say a concern I have is that I feel like Tom Holland has not really had his time to shine as the definitive Spider-Man of this universe. He's always kind of played like... I feel that. Yeah, he's kind of been like Tony's sidekick. Like even, in, even though Tony was dead and far from home, spoilers... It was all about Spider-Man living, looking to fill Tony's shoes. Like, well, that's not Spider-Man's job. That's not who he's supposed to be. And so now I'm worried that even now, as listen, hardcore Sam Raimi Spider-Man fan. Spider Sam Raimi Spider-Man is the yeah. first movie I fell in love with in the movies. Like I ride or die. Movie you ever loved? It was the first movie I saw that movie in theaters as a teenager, and I was Which like, one? "This first Spider-Man, first Spider-Man Sam Raimi movie." It was one of the first times I, I went to the theaters uh, on my own, like a Sans parents, um, and it was just like, "This is everything." Like, because you know, I'm I'm a f- fucking dorky teenager, so like, yeah. I'm struggling talking to girls, all this other, all the things. Like, it hit all the things, still near and dear to my heart. So the idea of Toby showing up, hell yeah, way into it. But even though I love those movies, I think Tom Holland is is the the best Peter Parker, the best Spider-Man we've gotten. And I'm bummed that he it feels like he's never really gotten the opportunity to just be fucking Spider-Man. And so I don't want Toby and Andrew to crowd that out. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying here. And I think that, that he makes a great spider-man so i think i would like to see more of that as well but i don't think all this casting means that we won't like there's no way that we're seeing all these other characters for more than two five ten minutes in the movie tops like we're not gonna just because we're jam-packing it doesn't mean that we're not going to get as much peter parker i think that it goes to a question um that we have in the chat uh Joey asks, what do you think the shape of Spider-Man 3 will be? Will these new additions just be fun cameos? or And the real meat of the story is Spider-Man clearing his name? Or do you think Spidey clearing his name will be perfunctory due to Spider-Verse slash Doctor Strange shenanigans? What do you think? I'm cu- I'm curious what you think about this. I, uh, I think that it's going to be uh, – Spider-Man is going to want to clear his name. I think he's going to go to uh, Doctor Strange to do it, and that's how we're going to get multiverse stuff. Basically, can we change the universe, and that's going to lead to all these multiverse shenanigans and running to different worlds. It is important, I think, to to point out that Doc Ock and Electro both died in the movies they showed up in. So these are not the same characters. Uh, they, the, right. It, yeah, they re, they might be reprising versions of the same character, and they might right. not be on Tom Holland the MCU Earth. It's so hard for me to separate what I think should happen, what I want to happen, and my actual hatred for the character of Doctor Strange in this universe. <laughs> Wait, pause real right. quick. What? Why do you? Why do you hate Doctor Strange so much? 
So it's not that I hate Doctor Strange as a character or a concept. It's that this portrayal of him in these movies does not work for me. And do you ever have those characters where every time you're they're on screen, you're bummed? Yes. That's how I feel. Every time he comes in, I feel like he sucks the air out of the room. And it's not that I don't like this actor because obviously he's so talented and I like him in so many things he does. And it's not like I don't like this character. I love all things like magic and witchcrafty. So I think that that's so cool. But his pompous arrogance reminds me of Iron Man's, but he's but not in a lovable way like Iron Man's is. So I just actually don't like him. And every time he's on screen, I'm like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Oh, that's what he's like. I, I know how he's going to deliver his lines. I know what he's after. He's just got the self-righteousness about him that's so frustrating. And it never adds to the scene for me. And it's always like he's a he's the villain of the movie for me without being the villain of the movie. <laughs> like, yeah. just, I don't like him. So... It's such a bummer because he's now such a pivotal part in moving forward in this universe. Uh, and we need him for so many of our shows, for the multiverse of madness, mm -hmm. like for everything that's taking place. It's now like it all hinges on Doctor Strange. And I didn't like when it hinged on Doctor Strange the last time. Yeah. So with that in mind, what what do you want to see and what do you think we'll see? Uh, a particle accelerator explosion that makes it so, so that that's how everybody got their powers and somehow we got a black hole and everybody came through that way mm -hmm. by Doctor Strange and we pushed Doctor Strange into it. No, I, I guess what I want is for him to grow as a character so I like him more and he's not as arrogant and pompous and so that he can use his ways to combine everything together in a way that doesn't piss me off yeah you know you just said you said something earlier that, that really I think clicked for me because um it would make sense to me that like okay so we open the movie Spider-Man's been outed by Mysterio what's the first thing you do okay let's find a lawyer and so that's how they end up with with Matt Murdock, which it also makes sense with the She-Hulk. If we're if we're bringing back Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock, it would make sense that he shows up in the She-Hulk show. And yeah. but let's also not forget with multiverse shenanigans, he might not show up this way. He might show up as the Netflix show from the multiverse. Like that might yeah. be how we see him. So let's keep that in mind. But he and goes to a, all lawyers know each other. Everyone. <laughs> and so he goes to a lawyer. And Matt Murdock's like, dude, you're fucked, man. Like, I can't. There's nothing we can do. So what's the next step? Well, then we go to Doctor Strange, and that's what introduced this whole multiverse uh, situation that we find ourselves in. Um, I will say I do I, – I said this last time. Like, I wouldn't be mad. Not I know Caitlin's here, and I don't want to shit on Andrew Garfield. I wouldn't be mad if instead of Andrew Garfield – I think I mentioned this last week – if we got – Emma Stone as Spider Gwen, and he's dead in that universe. So why instead of why not in addition to? Just because there's so many things. there's so many things in this movie. How? But DJ, what an actual like way to piss on him! If you have everybody back and you don't have Andrew Garfield, like I do, I feel similarly about. Andrew Garfield, as I do about Hayden, where it's like redemption time, baby. Yeah. Like bring bring him back. The fact that people just hate him so much in these movies, I'm like, what movies were you guys watching that he was the problem? 
I think uh, I have problems with the way Spider-Man is depicted in those movies. Uh, I think he's way too confident and he's way too much of kind of like uh, uh, almost almost a jerk. But that's not his fault. That's not Andrew Garfield's fault. That's the, the writing of the movie's fault. So I don't blame him for any of that. And there is something to be said to see these versions of Spider-Man bounce off each other to handle this threat. Uh, we do have a question from Glenn Caesar. If you were only allowed one pick that was guaranteed to appear in the movie, which cast member slash character is your favorite and would be your number one draft pick? Is it Andrew Garfield? Character from any of the previous movies? Yes. Or one character in general? Because then I feel you have to pick Tom Holland, right? One from any of the previous, one any of these like quote unquote cameos. Hmm. I feel very torn. I feel very conflicted here. I feel like it, it I liked your Emma Stone selection. Um I feel like Jamie Foxx is a great pick. I do love Andrew Garfield though. I'm very conflicted. You have one DJ? Well, I do. I was going to say Toby because I was buying into this whole multiverse thing, but Oh, bring back goth Toby. Yeah, you got to. Um, emo Toby. Emo Toby. I, I will say if I only got one, I would ditch the whole multiverse idea and just bring back Alfred Molina as Doc Ock in this universe. Like he's not a multiverse version. It's just. It's just. Yeah. It's just this is because that's the other thing that kind of bums me out is, yeah, we could get an iconic sinister six, six with Michael Keaton's vulture and pass, even though he died too jake gyllenhaal's mysterio and alfred molina's ock and jamie fox's electric like that's great but it's not tom holland's sinister that's not his doc ock that's not his electro like i that's really what i want to see i want to see because again i think they did in civil war they did such a good job introducing him and tom holland embodies so much of like what makes peter parker work as a character it's like i don't really want to see him fight toby mcguire's doc ock I want him to have his own Doc Ock with his own personal relationship. Like he already had two villains that were more worried about Iron Man than they were about him. I don't want a Doc Ock that hates Toby and not Tom Holland. Like, you know what I mean? But so do you want a bunch of new cast members in this one? Uh, No, I just, I, I honestly, I think what I, in DJ's perfect world and this, there's so many reasons why this would never happen. Instead of Spider-Man movies set in the MCU, I would I wish Spider-Man had his own Disney Plus show set in the MCU where we got a chance to like even if even if you brought back just the way J.K. Simmons came back as J. Jonah Jameson, but he's not the he's not from another universe. He's in this universe. It's just the same actor. Bring back Alfred Molina's Ock. Bring back Jamie Foxx's Electro. But they're all connected to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. They all care about Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Like that's who they're here for. They're not, they're not. It's not that's not Andrew Garfield's Electro. That's not Tobey Maguire's Doc Ock. You know what I mean? This is because again, this is the first time in the movies that we've gotten Spider-Man to be a part of this universe. And I just want to see him be Spider-Man. Like that's that's all I want to see. And so as as much as I love it's so cool to be just the concept of seeing these three Spider-Man cuz this is this is the one character Marvel has. DC has so many versions of so many of their characters. This is like the one character Marvel has that there's multiple actors who played them great have them bounce off of each other but if i had to choose between that and just like tom holland spider-man where he's not in europe where he's not trying to be iron man where he's just spider-man i still feel like we haven't gotten that 
Well, and, if you love him so much, then why don't you marry him, DJ? I, well, this leads to another question that I think plays out to that. STS 2084. How much longer do you think we will have Tom Holland as Spider-Man after this movie? Well, he's young. So <laughs> uh, it could be a long time. I originally remember hearing that he had signed on for seven pictures. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. What'd you say? I said, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know if that held true or what that means. Um, so how many has he been in? He's been in... Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, Spider-Man, so two. five. So he's been five. Yeah. So now he's about to be in his own, so that will be six. And then he, I think he signed on to do another team-up movie. Yep, so that would be seven. Yeah. Um, and so then after that, they probably would try to sign him for three more. Yeah. Something along those lines. I mean, we could really have the Spider-Man for quite some time. I don't see them recasting Spider-Man any time in the next... Honestly, like seven years. I agree. I do think there is reason for fans to be concerned that I, I could very much see this movie ending if it's a multiverse movie. Like it, it, it is. If it is a multiverse movie, this movie could end with Tom Holland shunted off into the Sony-verse. And so it's like, oh, he's not because cause we obviously there was the big drama of Marvel and Sony couldn't come to a deal. They were able to come to a deal for one last movie and one more team up movie. It's wouldn't be out of the question that this if it's a multiverse movie, if he ends up not in the MCU universe anymore, but ends up hanging out with uh, Tom Hardy's Venom and Jared Leto's Morbius and all of that. Yeah, a girl can dream, DJ. Wait, is that the, is that what you want? No. Okay. I personally think the way to go, if if they're serious about like we're going to do these two more, and then Sony and Marvel are going to kind of part ways on this, I, I think you kind of pull you. You basically do what the Netflix shows did. If you're making the Spider-Man movies, he's still part of the same universe, and they make mentions of the characters, but you don't see them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he, he'll say things like, "Oh yeah, the big green guy," and that's it. Because I think if they full on just like, nope, he's not part of this universe anymore. I think that would piss everybody off. I do too. I think that people would be livid. I don't think that there's a chance of that. No. No, no. But I do think moving forward, I think Sony's going to be more interested in having Tom Holland not pal around with MCU characters, but pal around with their Sony characters. It is so crazy how like the when you're a kid growing up, you don't think about any of this stuff. And when you're an adult, you have to think like, well, is this person going to be in this movie because of the contracts? And when's the last <laughs> time we're going to see them? Like you just like, like to believe in the art. And now it's like, what's going to happen with Tom Holland and his ability to move forward with his contracts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think part of that is just because of the job we have? Yeah, I do. And we just would, we would just be like seven years from now, like, wait. Why Why hasn't Tom Holland been in another Avengers movie? <laughs> I definitely feel that way because I have friends from home who just say things like, and, you know, no shame on this at all, but they'll say, like, why doesn't Wonder Woman pop in in the Spider-Man movie? <laughs> you know, they'll just say things like that. Like, oh, if we're bringing back people, they'll be like, oh, we're doing people from past um, movies, then, then we should get um, uh, Christopher Nolan and, and he should come in as Batman. And I'm like, I mean... And then I have to explain and whatever, but like, yeah. I, I really think that that's kind of like the industry that we're in is knowing that, but not being here means not knowing or giving a flying fuck about the rules. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do we, I, we, when is this movie supposed to come out? 2022? That's crazy. Uh, is that right? Man, I just looked up Spider-Man 2021. I was like, that's not true. <laughs> I think it's 2022. No, it's supposed what? to be. Isn't it weird that we're calling it Spider-Man 3? Yes. And I think that's part of the concern, right? Is that we've already had a Spider-Man 3 that tried to do too much and burned us. Uh, even no, though, I liked it. Uh, well, that's the thing. I actually will defend that movie. I would argue that Spider-Man 3 is better than any of the MCU Spider-Man films. Um, but compared to the two before it, it was kind of a letdown. It's It's supposed to come out December of next year. It doesn't. That doesn't feel likely, <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll be lucky if we get Eternals then. Yeah, I know. I know. Jeez. So before we wrap up, any final thoughts on on Spider Man Three? I guess my final thoughts are that, unlike you, DJ, I really am loving the Spider Man movies. Um, I again, I love every single Spider Man movie, but I have no reason to believe that I don't love this. My biggest biggest concern about this film is dr strange involvement yeah yeah uh for me for me i i like dr strange the character i don't necessarily love uh the his use in these movies i will say i like sam raimi a lot so i'm excited for the sequel maybe that'll fix some of the issues maybe maybe you'll come out of multiverse of madness just like wait i'm a dr strange stand now i'm in it to win it he's hanging out Wouldn't with Scarlet that be Witch. awesome i want that it would be I great. I, it'll yeah. be interesting with the stuff that we were talking about with these announcements and with the pandemic. Realistically, it'll be interesting to see the shape of the MCU. I do feel like they're hitting the multiverse very hard. And like you feel like with Loki, it's like it could be great, but if they miss it, it's like a cascading. If if they like if Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness doesn't hit, we're in a world of hurt. We're in a we're in a bad place. Yeah. And for me, the likelihood of it hitting is so low. Yeah. Well, let us know uh, in the, you know, obviously we've got the chat right now. Let us know in the chat what you guys think about the movie. And you can uh, tweet us. Roxy, where where can people find you? What are they up? What are you up to? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer, live at the Roxy every single day. Uh, time seems to change, but I'm still there and that's what counts. I think we're on day 271. So making our way, making our way through the, through the pandemic Mm -hmm. together, slowly but surely. Only a hundred more and you've made it a year. I want you to do your show as you're getting the vaccine. I'd do that. (laughs) Something, just something to consider. Just something to consider. I should do that. DJ, I should do that. There you go. So um, you can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find this show at Only Stupid Answers Everywhere That Matters, but on Twitter, Yank out the vowels from stupid. I want to thank everybody that joined us in the chat. We've got Love Dove 91, Glenn Caesar, Wendy S, Danny M. I know Caitlin's in here somewhere. Kayla Marie, uh, 033. Uh, Ulysses Campbell. 
so many people. I really thank you guys for joining us. I, the response to doing this OSA show has been great. If you're listening to this as a podcast and you don't know what I'm talking about, Roxy and I do a show every week live for two hours where we talk about the biggest news of the week. Uh, in this episode, we talked about, if you missed it, we talked about all the Disney Plus announcements with Marvel and Star Wars and the Ahsoka series and all the all the Marvel series and all that stuff, uh, plus a review of The Expanse. So if you want to catch all that live, if you want to be part of the discussion, go to patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers so you can be a part of that. We are nearing the end of the year, but we got a few more exciting episodes coming up, so stay tuned for all of those in the meantime wear a mask wash your hands stay home right now uh just be safe take care of yourselves uh and we'll see you all next time bye-bye Hi, blue kisses